Hello, friends. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Bathroom Break with Matt and Christine. Hey, I'm so excited to be back. And in case you guys don't already know, um, yes, I'm Christine from My IBS Life on Instagram. And I'm Matt from Gluten Free Street Gang on Instagram. And together we started this podcast to talk a little bit about our lives with IBS and dietary issues and the crap that goes along with that. Yeah, I feel like there's just like a never ending list of things we could talk about and like all the trauma we've been through like this we could literally do this podcast for years and never run out of things to say. So, and I hope you guys have been enjoying it as much as we've been enjoying making these episodes. Today, we have a topic on restaurant anxiety and kind of our thoughts and like opinions around that. And Christine, I think you mentioned you had some inspiration that led to us wanting to record this episode. Yeah, I this wasn't even like a topic we had really planned out. Um, I was sitting here where I'm recording at my dining room table one night, eating dinner by myself. <laughs> and like, uh, when I'm by myself, no, 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 just at home with just regular anxiety. And that's the thing with me. Um, I'm just gonna like say that my relationship with food is so piss poor, that literally, even when I'm home alone eating, I still have anxiety. So anyway, that's what was going on just to set the scene. Um, And when I'm, like, alone, my mind just, like, wanders to, like, dark places all the time. So I was sitting there eating, already anxious, and I was like, this would be a really good time to reflect on some flashbacks of times that I've been my most anxious while eating. And everything that popped into my mind was me eating at a restaurant. Like, for some reason, that's just never been a good time for me. And I was like, you know what, Maybe, maybe I should dive into this a little bit more and talk about it on bathroom break and I immediately texted Matt and was like what do you think about this topic and thankfully he was like you know what yeah that's a good one let's let's start with that I feel like I have so much to say on this topic and to be completely transparent I have no idea how I'm gonna make it all flow so we'll see how this goes sorry if it's crazy but yeah that's that's where we're starting from and why we're talking about this like, I was going to say, sorry, not sorry, if it's crazy. Yeah, we're just going to be bouncing. And, and that's just how it's going to be. First off, I, but, I love how, like, my lizard brain operates in the exact same way that when I'm alone, like, my default thought is, let's just, like, go towards, like, the dark stuff. Let's just think about all the embarrassing things you did <laughs> in, like, fifth grade. No, literally. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know why my brain does that, but, yeah. So, anyway, like... Just off the bat, like even to this, like, okay, let me kind of not to totally hijack this conversation. <laughs> let I me know. just like take it. Okay, good. Let me just like take it back because for some reason, even like I feel like I've had restaurant anxiety even before my IBS days. Like, this has been something I have had since I was a literal child, like six, seven, eight, nine. Like, I have always dreaded the times that I knew I had to go out to dinner whether it was like someone's birthday or like a graduation or just like a little family outing like I would cry I would not want to go and this was again before I had stomach issues so where is this really coming from I have a few ideas which I'll get into later but obviously it's only gotten worse with the added layer of not being able to digest anything ever um So that's where my restaurant anxiety 
kind of stems from. Matt, I know you have an even extra layer, as I'm sure many of people listening do too, with like the following a special diet. So I think that's going to be really interesting from your perspective as well. Yeah, I guess um, mine didn't start when I was a kid. Like, I think my biggest source of anxiety as a kid, like, was, uh, like, pre-dietary issues was there was a 90% chance that I wanted dessert. And it was also a strong chance that no one else at the table wanted dessert. So it would just be me, uh, six years old, like, well, I want the cheesecake. Um, it, it all kind of, like, started... Like the house of cards came crumbling down when I started having dietary issues. Like, uh, flashback to 2012, I was still in undergrad, um, aging myself there. Uh, but that was just, <laughs> it, it's there's never a good time to realize that you have uh, food intolerance or food allergy and autoimmune condition. Like, any of the uh, any of these options, there's never a good time, but I felt like undergrad was especially cursed because all my friends just wanted to go to the greasiest pizza places, mm. the uh, like uh, least healthy kebab shops like that Boston had to offer. And I don't know. It, um, it, it, I started realizing how am I going to know what I can and can't eat? And back in 2012, it still was just before like, gluten-free became like a, a big fad and options became a plenty it often more often than not it would just be you could have a glass of wine and a salad and mm-hmm. it was such a very awkward thing of when i'm going out with friends and someone's picking the restaurant do i raise my hand and say i can't i, I can't really eat anything here aside from like a cob salad and that's kind of sad um right or <laughs> yeah. uh do I raise my hand and try and find something else and risk everyone's ire saying like, we really want to go to this place and yada, yada. And like after a night of heavy drinking, when you're, um, uh, you know, some adult beverages and your friends want to get pizza and they order Domino's and you're paying 20 bucks for this like tiny, tiny gluten-free pizza while everyone else gets like these pizzas the size of their like, small child for like, right, right. The cost. It's just like, it's the whole layer of like, what can you eat? How expensive is it going to be? Um, do I know my friends by saying I can't go there? Do I plan everything myself? Do I eat beforehand and then sit there awkwardly in silence and just have like a drink? Uh, it, it just it's it's not a good time. There are so many layers that like uh, to go through when you have a dietary issue when you go eat mm-hmm. out. And at this point, I have the anxiety down to a science, and I feel like I go through all that pretty quickly. <laughs> but at That's, first, it kind yeah. of sucked. Absolutely. No, it's actually really funny that you say that because I was going to say like you have like fully transitioned into this role on the internet now where you like talk a lot about like different restaurants to go eat at in all these different places you travel to and to see you go from like these anxiety ridden days of like in college like trying to find what you can eat to like now being this like tour guide of where to go like it's just it's been this like it's awesome like that's so cool i think the behind the scenes look is like one i'm going out with friends it's i still do have that like awkward moment of like 
okay, well, they want to go to this place. Can I eat there? Like, aside yeah. from, like, a, a little bowl of olives. Like, it, they're going to a pizza place. It's a very awkward moment. I'm like, okay, well, do they do gluten-free or do they not? Um, it's, it, I still go through that. It does, like, I, you, thank you for saying that. Like, it doesn't come a long way, but uh, it never goes away. You just kind of learn yeah. to live with it and go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can totally understand that and I mean that's like good for anyone listening to know that like in the beginning it's the hardest when you're like trying to like navigate how to go out to eat while being like safe and not eating like the things that you can't eat but you will get to a point where yes you still have to deal with it but like it does become easier and like Matt said like yeah he'll go through the anxiety but it's kind of like just like a quick like la-di-da and then it's like over and then you can go like enjoy yourself (laughs) And I feel like that's like what a majority of people listening to this like fear is just like, especially if you're following a certain diet, whether it is gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, low FODMAP, like there's always just that freak out moment of like, what the fuck am I going to be able to eat? And even if it seems safe, like just looking at it on the menu is it actually going to be safe or is it going to fuck me up later? Um, I think that's generally everyone's biggest fear. And it's very, yeah, it's very valid. And it's, I honestly can't, like, clearly, like, I can't even remember what it was like to go to a restaurant and not have those thoughts. And that's coming from someone that doesn't follow a special diet. I kind of just wing it, but I still have that anxiety of like, am I going to get sick after this? And, you know, going out to eat is supposed to be like a fun little treat. Can't relate. Like, can't relate. I uh, I need to uh, just take a second to raise a glass to everyone currently going through uh, <laughs> the seventh circle of hell that is the low FODMAP diet. There is no greater shame. Like, as a millennial... I don't even answer unknown numbers in my phone. I'm like, I, I'm gonna like Google the number before I answer it. Um, like, I don't like talking to strangers and asking weird questions. Um, like, I, I, I can't describe to you like how stressful it is asking like a waiter like, um, is there onion or garlic in this? And having them look at you like, why the fuck are you asking me this? Like, so yeah. if you're going through that, I see you. I know what it's like. It's it's terrible. Um, but Christine, yeah. um, I'd like to hear more, a little bit more about like what goes through your mind when you go to a restaurant. Like, what's it like <laughs> to be in your shoes in that moment? So, this is where it's going to get a little psychotic because, <laughs> um, here for all of it. Just here's a deep dive into my brain. So, I okay, there's layers to this. I tried to, I literally wrote it out in an attempt to hopefully make this somewhat cohesive, but I'm. Again, I'm sorry in advance. So it depends on the scenario that's happening, right? So let's say I'm going out to eat with my husband, my friends, whatever, and then I'm going directly home, right? That scenario, I'm probably the most relaxed. And it's not that I'm like, I'm not that anxious about eating something that's going to make me sick after I leave the restaurant and I get home because that's best case scenario. I go out to eat and then I can get home before it hits and use my own bathroom. 
Um, what I'm <laughs> okay. So in addition to my debilitating IBS, I also have debilitating emetophobia, <laughs> which if you don't know, is like the fear of vomiting or like seeing other people vomit. Thankfully I have both. So, you know, we got that going on and no matter what, worlds. yeah, no matter what, um, every time I go out to a restaurant, I get it in my head that I'm going to get food poisoning. It could be the most prestigious, like five star restaurant. I'm getting food poisoning 100%. And that already creates anxiety in me. Um, and then like, that's, that's one major part of my anxiety with going out to eat. The second part is, again, I'm not afraid of having an IBS attack after I go out to eat. With my IBS attacks, they kind of act quickly. And it's usually like, I'll eat. And then within like 10 to 30 minutes, that's when it starts, which 10 to 30 minutes after I eat, I'm still at the restaurant. <laughs> and I am... Yeah, it's not enough time to like get the fuck out of there and get home. So my worst nightmare is also flaring while I'm still at the restaurant because I think it's pretty adorable. None of us really want that to be happening in a public place. I want to be at home in my own bathroom where no one can hear me. If I'm dying, I can go lay down. I don't have to go back to the table and watch everyone else eat as I try not to projectile vomit across the table um or act normal when i'm like clearly like suffering um that's like my worst nightmare now has that ever happened to me um no <laughs> but i'm still anxious about it happening <laughs> it's that lizard brain energy exactly and then i would say the last scenario that happens is if i have to go out to eat and then do something else afterwards that's when I start to have anxiety that the food will fuck me up after I leave. And then I have to go do something else and feel like shit. Um, whether that's like go out to a different bar or a club or something with my friends or go to a movie with like Jay or something like that creates a lot of anxiety for me too. So with that in mind, that's everything that goes on in my brain. <laughs> Sorry for that trauma dump, but that's like where a lot of my restaurant anxiety stems from it's a mixture of both ibs and emetophobia the best duo ever this is like a trend from our uh past episodes too where we just tend to jump to the worst case scenario don't we when you have, like, when you have it, it, it's, not criticism. it's just an observation like when you have like um a dietary issue um like your brain automatically jumps to like People sarcastically ask, oh, what's the worst that can happen? Like, we take that ser very seriously. That's our pastime. <laughs> you have no idea what the worst that could happen could be, honey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> One thing you kept, you said repeatedly in um, uh, what you were just saying is public restaurants. Like, you don't want to use the bathroom in a restaurant, in the movie theater, yeah. in a bar. I just, it wasn't until I moved overseas. Public restrooms in America are the stuff of nightmares. The gaps <laughs> in the doors, the like foot gap between the door and the floor, like everyone can see your shoes and knows it's you. Um, like, yes. In, in Europe, like 
almost everywhere that I've gone has floor to ceiling doors. If not, it's almost all the way there. Um, there are no gaps. It's just you're in a cocoon to have your private time. And I just think that our lives would be so much easier if like public restrooms weren't designed to shame you for having a flyer. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I, I don't know why it's like that here. Um, I will say there have been quite a few times also like kind of side note, like there's been a few times I've gone to restaurants and it, it has been such a luxury where it's either just like, a, well, okay. My brain is everywhere. Okay. Stay on track, Christine. So sometimes there's like restaurants that do have restrooms where it's like multiple stalls, but it is like ceiling to floor door. Now that is so rare. But when I see that, I literally like, I feel my body relax. <laughs> I feel the joy filling back up in my body. Um, and even if my stomach doesn't hurt, I'm like, good. I'm just glad to know that's there. Cause I might need that later. That was literally part of the reason I chose even my wedding venue because my wedding venue had a bathroom like that, where it was, it was like 10 to 15 stalls, but they all were like their own private rooms. And I was like, great. Perfect. Um, that sounds good. Absolutely luxurious. <laughs> but that is part of my anxiety with the public restroom, especially at a restaurant or a bar or something is knowing, let's say again, worst case scenario, I am like hunched over the toilet, dry heaving into it, barfing. Everyone knows what I'm doing in there now. And I don't want anyone to ask if I'm okay. I don't want people to know what's going on. Like that is like my nightmare. So I'm glad you brought that up because that is definitely part of it. But kind of jumping back to something you said like 10 minutes ago, because this is how my brain works. Um, you said like how awkward it is to like have to ask for food, like make sure like a certain ingredient's not on it. And I just want to say that I totally feel that in my bones. Like for, I would say I'm not so embarrassed about this now, but especially like in my teens, especially if I was like on a date or like out with my friends, like I always thought it was so embarrassing to have to ask like to take certain things off of what I ordered or to make sure certain things aren't in it. Like that, I don't know why that was so embarrassing, but it was like, and I felt like all eyes were on me and people were like, why are you being like so picky or like such a annoying bitch about it? Like just eat it. It's like, I can't. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's also part of the anxiety too. <laughs> that also ties in like one thing that you also said like uh, about like just being like feeling ashamed for like someone seeing you in the bathroom and like doing your thing, um, whatever that thing may be. Uh, like, it, it, it's it's a hell of a lot of unwanted attention. And, yeah. Like when like when you're in the bathroom for like 15 minutes. Like just like, <laughs> you need that time for yourself, and then you come back. It's just a very like it's a very particular walk of shame back to the table, and just like sit down it and is. smile. Like, every, like this is fine. Everything is fine. And everyone's like, "Are, are you okay?" And you're just like, "Shut up." <laughs> you so don't awesome. know me, and you don't want to know. Um, <laughs> like also, like if you're like, like having high level negotiations with the wait staff about like okay like I want the burger but no cheese and no <laughs> bun and like just cook it in olive oil alone um 
it, it, it's such yes. an awkward thing, like holding up everyone else's food as they kind of like are all quiet and like watching you do your thing. Like if you yes. don't like, if you don't approach that with confidence, it just, it breaks down. Like negotiations <laughs> break down, you get questions that you don't have to answer. It's just like a more mission. It is. And I feel like that just brought up like so many questions in my brain. First of all, have you ever had to send something back because something was on it that you like couldn't eat? Or even with you, like, were you like afraid something wasn't gluten-free when they said it was or something? Um, so admittedly, me just having intolerance is not as severe as right. allergy. Um, so like if they, for example, gave me a burger on a gluten bun, I have the luxury of just taking off the gluten bun and being like, I don't okay. like I, I need you to bring me the correct thing. Um I am not the best at checking. Um, so there have been mm-hmm. times that uh, they've given me a gluten bun. Like one time I got a burger with a friend and uh, the next day I was just destroyed. And like, I was texting her saying, I think I ate something funny. And she goes, oh yeah, you didn't order a gluten-free bun. Like, why didn't you tell oh. me that I didn't do that? Like, you clearly <laughs> knew. <laughs> right, right. I can't recall if I've ever had to like send something back. But I've definitely okay. had to ask for, like, new components to things. Right. And yeah. again, it's yeah. very awkward of, like, like the food comes out, and then also for, like, in, in, like, the U.S., like, before your first bite, like, you get up in front of the waiter, like, oh, is everything okay? How's everything looking? And then <laughs> kind of awkward, like, sitting there, like, um, actually, no. Yeah, it's so, it's so awkward. Like, I asked because it reminded me of a time, like, this was like two years ago. It was like, I was out for like my birthday or something. And I ordered, I don't even know, like a sandwich or something. And I like, I can't do onions. Like it destroys me. So I remember asking them like, oh, can you like hold the onions or something? And it wasn't even like, oh, the, it, it came to me and it had onions on it and I could pick it off. It was like so finely chopped off and like cooked into whatever I was eating. I remember just looking at it and just having dread because like, I fucking hate to be that bitch that sends something back. Like, I would rather eat it and die, but I knew I could, like, first of all, you should never do that. Like, don't be, like, an idiot like me that would do something like that just to please people. (laughs) But, like... don't eat something that will destroy you. Right, like, definitely say something. Yes, absolutely. But I remember, like, it was literally my birthday and we were, like, going out afterwards and I just, like, sat there and I was like... I have to send this back. Like, I can't eat this. And it was just so like, it was just this overwhelming feeling of dread of the waitress coming back and me having to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't eat this. And then like, I I remember she was like asking me why, like not in a mean way, but she like wanted to understand so that the cook would understand. And instead of like, and then it just became this whole thing of like, how do I explain this? And I, I just came up with a line was like, I'm just so highly allergic to onions. If I eat them, like I'll just get really sick instead of having to explain like, Oh, like it gives me like diarrhea and blah, blah, blah. like no one cares, but it was just so awkward. And then everyone's like staring at you as you're like telling the waitress. And then, and then it becomes like a conversation. And then I just like want to die. <laughs> it sucks when your choice is, do you physically die from eating the food or <laughs> Do you mentally die from having to explain to everyone why you're like I just I just want a peaceful experience? Okay, this is like not bringing me peace right now. 
And then this is going to be the last trauma dump I put on you guys. Um, And Matt, if you have a story to follow up with it or anything, I would love to hear it. But Matt made me remember this with something he said. So there was one time I was on a date um, and we were just at a bar and we were, okay, so we were just getting drinks and I, (laughs) so embarrassing. It was before I met Jay and it was with this guy from high school that I'm telling you I had never once talked to in high school but he was like one of the like popular guys so even as a grown-ass adult who just graduated college when this guy asked me out I was like oh my god one of the popular guys asked me out like what so like you made it yeah like so embarrassing but um I remember before we went out for drinks I didn't eat because I didn't want to like feel sick which is so don't do that like you're going to realize why too in a second. But I went on an empty stomach and I remember I ordered my first drink and I was so nervous. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely ordering another drink because I need this liquid courage. And before I could even get (laughs) my second drink down, my acid reflux kicked in. (laughs) And so I'm drinking like this really strong mojito on an empty stomach and I became so hungry that my stomach was growling. So every time it growled, like, sorry if this is TMI, but like all the acid would like come up my esophagus and I felt like I was going to projectile vomit mojito everywhere. So there was a one point that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up, which is already bad considering my emetophobia. And I remember looking at him and I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Like, I'll be right back. Trying to not let him know I'm panicking. So I like run to the bathroom. And also, by the way, this is like a Tuesday night. So it was like literally the two of us in the bar. Like no one else was there. Um, I go to the bathroom and I'm literally just like in the stall, like waiting to see if I'm going to vomit. And then I was afraid to leave the bathroom because I was afraid I was going to leave and then projectile vomit like on the floor. So I was in there for like a good like 10, 15 minutes. And then then I started panicking because I'm like, oh, my God, this guy thinks I'm like taking a shit. Like. There is no good way to explain anything that's going on, even if I told him the truth. <laughs> so after like a few minutes, I like was just like, I have to go back out there. And I did. And I thought I had kind of calmed down like good enough that like I could like, also the guy was like not carrying the conversation. So it was all me. So I go back out there and then I take a sip of my mojito again, which was a bad idea. And it all it all starts over again. The acid reflux, whatever. This guy's not fucking talking. So I'm the one that has to talk. And every time I open my mouth, it feels like hot lava is going to pour out of my mouth. <laughs> and um, I like after five minutes, I literally just ended the date. Like I was just like, oh, it's really late. I have work tomorrow. It's like 7.05 p.m. Like I, I'm like, I got to go to bed. Like and I just left. Cause I was, and then the minute I got home, I felt better. So anyway, that was that. <laughs> that was a wild ride. Yeah, sorry. I uh, I need to get that off my chest. <laughs> I, I'm really glad that we can help we as an audience really process that. That uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about like men just to like take a second mild kind for a minute uh, and just ask you out and, or go on a date with you and then just say nothing. And I can't even imagine what it's like being on a date with someone who's like, like, like well, actually, you know, I, I have had people who were like really hot, really dumb on dates. Um, 
but just to be like fighting, fighting a war with your own insides as you're trying to break your back to carry the conversation. Yes. Oh my god, it's awful. And like, I I don't want to like paint this guy. I mean, I really don't give a fuck. Like, what? He, it wasn't like he was like dragging or anything. I think. <laughs> I really think he was just like being shy and was like kind of nervous too. So, but so when I'm like nervous like I ramble so like it kind of was like good for a second like but then once the acid reflux hit it was like a bad situation because then we were sitting there in silence so kind of awkward but um yeah that that was an interesting time so that kind of scarred me too (laughs) with the restaurant anxiety (laughs) nothing like having like a good menti be halfway through a day well five minutes into our day (laughs) nothing like it (laughs) nothing like it um so i guess we should maybe end this episode though on maybe like a good note and maybe give some tips to avoid (laughs) such tragedies um you matt like i said before you're kind of like the king of now going out to eat and enjoying it so what tips would you give someone for anyone that's struggling out there (laughs) i think the biggest tip is my most hated question is allergy or preference like do you think i prefer like like not eating certain foods like no um like definitely is like like if that if that scares you too rehearse an answer like like come with like an elevator pitch for what's like you what you need for who you are like uh whatever Mm -hmm. I get asked that question at restaurants. I normally say uh, it's not a preference, but it's not celiac. And yeah. I've only a couple times, specifically when it's like at I hop at like three in the morning, that which is asked like uh, has kind of pressed further and had been like like it's gonna give me the shits if I have it, so please don't. And yeah, and that kind of gets the message across, but. I would recommend not weaponizing that if you can prevent it. Uh, That's definitely my biggest piece of advice is think of what you need, what you're okay saying, and uh, rehearse it if you need to. Like, literally, a dress rehearsal is the best thing. That's a great tip. And honestly, that is definitely something I even do is literally rehearse it with myself before I go what I'm going to say, which kind of, I guess, leads into one of my tips which I know is something I've heard Matt say a lot too. It's like, if you're going out to eat, like look up the menu ahead of time. I think we probably all do this anyway. At this point, this tip is probably like not even a great one, but if you can find the menu online, look it over before you go so that maybe you can at least find one thing you feel comfortable ordering. And then again, like Matt just said, do a dress rehearsal of asking for it without X, Y, and Z before you get there. So it's like a smooth process. So yeah, I think that's a, I think those two combined are a really good idea. If I can add a third to that. uh, Absolutely. If you're feeling really nervous and you still want to go, but you don't want to eat or have like a big meal, eat beforehand and like look for like an appetizer that you can have. Like something nice and small, something that's like gentle on your tummy. Um, Yes. And if anyone asks, you can be as honest as you want. You can say that like you had a stomach bug and you're recovering and you just want a small dinner or like uh, like you can be honest and say I ate beforehand because this place isn't like the best for my needs. Um, 
you can say really whatever you need to get and get yourself over that. But like, it's just a weird thing being in the spotlight when you're not doing what everyone else is doing. So like, but even if you have like a small plate, uh, most people won't fault you for that. So if you need to have a safe meal, have your safe meal. Yes, I absolutely love that one. That's one that I actually do now too. Um, one of my favorite party tricks is to eat beforehand and then go and be like, oh, I'm not even that hungry. I'm just going to have a little something, something, or even better. Let me share with you or something like that. So I actually really love that tip as well. Um, yeah, you know, eating out when you have stomach problems and dietary restrictions, it can be really stressful. Um, but also remember it should still be a pleasant experience as well, even though maybe we haven't (laughs) illustrated that. During this episode, <laughs> um, let's have the next episode. We can do this back to back. Like we can uh, have stories about where things went totally normally. <laughs> oh my god, that would be actually really hard to think of. Um, but honestly, what you should do, and I, I'm not like just doing this, but like you should actually go follow Matt um, because he talks a lot about like going out to eat as someone that has IBS and um, has like a gluten intolerance. Um, and he gives tips. He tells you where to go in certain places, um, gives reviews. Uh, he's really a good resource for this topic. Um, so go follow him for sure if you don't already. And is there anything else you wanted to add, Matt, before we wrap up? I think that's a good stopping point. All right. Well, thank you guys so much once again for listening. And sorry for all the trauma dumping, but I feel like we really bonded during this episode. Um, and if anything, I hope it was just entertaining, (laughs) but, um, we'll be back again soon with another episode and we hope you will be there to listen. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye guys.